Next on BYU Sports Nation, the dynamic of BYU basketball right now versus the future. Why you should absolutely be enjoying the moment now. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, joins the program to talk BYU basketball in the NIT in Saturday's football scrimmage. Plus, former BYU basketball star and radio analyst Mark Durant on the show and Taysom Hill playing on Saturday. Big deal, no deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now, from Studio B, here's your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, March 24th. Game day for BYU Baseball, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who will finally settle the debate, Batman or Superman. His name is Jason Shepard. His name is Superman. Like, there's no better man than him. He's got, If I could have worn my Superman shirt today, if I knew that were appropriate, I would have worn it today. Even better than Christian Bale, Batman? I love Christian Bale, Batman. I have always been a Superman guy. Always. His name is Superman. I mean. he, he is a Superman. <laughs> the man literally can do everything. And he has the best superpower of all, flying. There's, there's no better superpower than flying. I don't know. His laser eyes are pretty awesome, too. Pretty cool. But let's be honest. If you can fly, that's the power you're going to take. Batman versus Superman comes out tonight. I'm not sure what to think about this whole movie oh, madness around this because how how does superman ever lose that's i'm kind of intrigued like why why is it a competition how does superman lose that's why they want you to pay your 14 dollars for a ticket to go see the movie to see just how it plays out i'm so distracted because i saw the lego batman movie trailer this morning so funny so as cool as batman versus superman is for me like it's all about lego batman right now (laughs) Will, Will Arnett so good. as Lego Batman. Like, there's nothing better to me. <laughs> Wait till BYU Sports Nation is over, then go watch the trailer. <laughs> so good. The black and yellow rap song playing. Oh, so good. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU's NIT Final Four game time has been announced. They will tip off against number one seed Valparaiso next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 Mountain from Madison Square Garden. BYU Sports Nation will have a special pregame show with live hits from MSG Tuesday beginning at 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain time. The 27th-ranked baseball team hosts LMU tonight at Miller Park. First pitch is at 8 Eastern time. It will be televised on BYU TV with this guy and Gary Scheide. I'll be there as well, hanging out in the dugout. And also, a programming note, tomorrow's game has been moved. They're expecting some bad weather later in the day, so the game has been moved up three hours. It will now be at 5 Eastern time tomorrow. Yeah, so just to clarify, tonight's BYU baseball game starts at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 Eastern. Friday's baseball game, 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain Time. Either way, you can watch both BYU baseball games. Three different BYU swimmers, Jake Taylor, Peyton Sorensen, and Kevin Dreesen begin competition in the NCAA championships today in Atlanta. We talked to Jake Taylor yesterday. 
He said he's going to try and finish in the top three in two of his three events. That's his goal. Absolutely. And Jimmer Fredette and the Westchester Knicks back Jimmer! at it tonight on the court hosting the Raptors 905. Such a bizarre name. Game time is at 7 Eastern time. And I wish it was the New York Knicks hosting the Toronto Raptors. That would be awesome. Which he did. He played in that game and hit a three when he was on that 10-day contract, right? He produced every time he got in the game, which unfortunately wasn't a lot. You know what? Let's just enjoy the moment. On that note, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball right now versus the future. No doubt with the talent level they'll have, uh, it it should be a Final Four team. Whoa! (laughs) Well, currently they're an NIT Final Four team, but former BYU basketball star Jeff Chapman joined BYU Sports Nation last week. And as he just reminded you all again, the expectations for the next era of BYU basketball are roughly somewhere in the stratosphere. And there's good reason for that. High expectations come from, one, yesterday, Yoli Childs, BYU basketball commit. Oh, by the way, Jason, he's an ESPN top 50 prep player. He was named the Deseret News 5A MVP in Utah. He'll be in play next year, expected to play a decent role. Then the Lone Peak 3 are back, man. Yeah, these are the players that for years everybody's been waiting to see. All right, I cannot wait to see these players on the court together after their missions. We're talking about Nick Emery, Eric Mika, and TJ Haas. And Haas comes back from his mission next Tuesday, is that right? Yes, Monday I believe he gets home. There is a scenario where he will be at Madison Square Garden potentially watching (laughs) the NIT Final Four game. Do you think he cares about BYU basketball? (laughs) Good grief. Then how about Eli Bryant? Transfer from Elon. He was freshman of the year at Elon in the Colonial Athletic Association. He had to sit out a year. The coaches can't say enough good things about this guy right now. He'll finally see the floor next year with the Lone Pick 3 and Yoli Childs. And let's not forget Peyton Dastrip, a big man coming back in on his mission now. This is a guy that has all of the skills that you want out of a big man. Not only that, but he can stretch the floor a little bit. This is going to be a great addition to this BYU basketball team moving forward. And they'll all get to practice in a brand new Marriott Center Annex, or the YMCA. The practice facility will be done this fall. So yeah, everybody's stoked about the future of BYU basketball. The coaching staff, the boosters, the fan base. We, of course, are super amped up about what is going to come. But I caution you. Don't let this idea of what might happen blind you from enjoying the moment right now. And let's take the Tyler Haas situation as a case-in-point study, Jason. BYU basketball fans, when they looked at Tyler Haas, they're like, yeah, he was awesome, fantastic score, but next year's going to be awesome. Kyle Collinsworth, we're going to get Kyle Davis, who's going to be back on the floor. Nick Emery's going to be back from his mission. And those things were great. But 10 games into the season, how many BYU fans were like, wow, I didn't realize how big of a hole Tyler Haas left and how difficult it is to transition out of having arguably the most consistent score in the history of the program. I don't want to get into a whole psychology thing here, but don't you think it's, it's human nature to always wonder what's next? What's the next big thing? And get excited for things that haven't happened because it's unknown. Because you can blow those things up so big because they haven't happened yet. And when you do that, 
you fail to realize what's around you. And the Tyler Hawes thing is a perfect example. Because... I got caught in it. Yeah. I'm the first to admit. Well, you, when you see greatness all the time, sometimes it can look mundane because you just expect it. It happens all the time. And then when it's gone, you realize, man, how good did we have it? What if Tyler Haas were on this team this year? I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from different fans and analysts. Can you imagine BYU basketball right now with Tyler Haas on this team? He's a perfect case and point study of enjoy the moment right now. Don't get caught constantly looking to the future of, hey, well, this might happen. So let's enjoy it. And that brings us to today's Twitter question. What makes this BYU basketball team fun to watch? What about this team has you excited? Our first tweet coming in from uh, Oakley Pettit. Just the way they live by the three, die by the three. Crazy fun to watch when they're on. And Zach Shorts. Of course. You can't leave out Zach Selyus' <laughs> you shorts. Men- you've got to mention that. I saw another uh, comparison of Zach to a pink flamingo and also to an ostrich the other day, both okay. referencing his short shorts. <laughs> Just keep making three-pointers, whatever, man. Nobody cares. You just keep making the threes. This season and this team, hey, it's great to still be playing. There are currently 35 Division I basketball teams in the NCAA still playing in some form of a postseason tournament. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. When BYU tips on Tuesday at Madison Square Garden, they will be one of 16 Division I college hoops teams still playing. That's 16 out of 351 teams. So right now, 35, roughly 10% of Division I still playing. That number will go down to 16 by the time BYU tips off their next game. That's like 4% of the Division I college basketball teams still have an opportunity to play a game in late March. This is why we were talking about before the NIT even started. This is an opportunity for BYU fans to keep watching their basketball team play. As long as they keep winning, you're going to have more meaningful basketball games to watch. And now BYU's made it all the way to New York City. Now they're in the NIT Final Four. This should have every BYU basketball fan stoked. BYU basketball coach Dave Rose will join us on the show tomorrow to talk about embracing the moment and going back to the NIT Final Four for the second time in four years and what he expects once the team gets to Madison Square Garden. Okay, so right then and there with the NIT, the Final Four, BYU being one of a few teams still playing, that is an easy reason, a clear reason to enjoy this team. But there is much more to this team. How about this? I was shocked going through the list of things that this team has accomplished or will accomplish this season. First, BYU has scored the most points of any team in any BYU basketball season. 3,023 total points. Yes, that's more than even Jimmer's senior season. They're at 84 points a game. That's sixth in the country. The most points per game since 1987-1988. And I bet you, you said you were surprised. I was surprised when we saw these numbers. I bet you, if you asked a BYU fan which team was the highest scoring, this team this year probably would, wouldn't even be brought up. No, it, go, it defaults to Jimmer, right? Uh, probably Jimmer's senior season, which was amazing. This team has scored a ton of points. 
BYU has made the most three-pointers of any team in program history. They're at 323 makes on the season. (laughs) That's crazy. Nine makes a game as a team on average. That's almost 30 points a game just from three-pointers. This is the stat that I love. This this there's something cosmic about this stat right here. If BYU wins the NIT, they'll have 28 wins on the season, which would be third most ever at BYU and tied with the 1950-51 team who oh by the way coincidentally also won the NIT. How about that? Don't you say there's something cosmic about How that? How about that? If BYU wins the next two games in New York, they will tie the 50-51 team for 28 wins which also won the NIT 66 years ago. Then you have, or 65 years ago, let me correct that math. Then you have the currently hibernating dragon, Kyle Collinsworth, the NCAA career record holder for triple doubles with 12. He had six last year, he had six this year. Two years ago, he tore his ACL. <laughs> he tore his ACL and then had all 12 triple doubles after that. So people are like, yeah, in a career, that's pretty good. He did it in two years after major knee construction surgery. Unbelievable. He leads this team. It's been a remarkable run for Kyle Collinsworth. And, and we don't want to get into you know the, the legacy of Kyle Collinsworth today. I mean, there, there will be plenty of time to do that once the season is done. But to look what he has done, not just the triple doubles, but leading the team in rebounds, or the, the school's leader in rebounds. And assists. And, and assists. And his consistency and the way he leads a team, to use one of your phrases, it's elite. Oh, absolutely it's elite. elite. It is unreal. Okay, so again, these numbers, on top of being in the NIT Final Four and being one of a few teams to still be playing this season... The Cougars have produced some incredible numbers this year. And so let's not get caught in the, well, yeah, yeah, NIT, great, cool, uh, but what about the future? Just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride right now. You can be excited about the future because the future is bright. And you can still enjoy the moment, however. How many different famous poets or philosophers have said in one way or another, Look, if you constantly think about what-ifs and tomorrows, you're going to have a lot of empty todays, right? That was so deep. I know! You should write a book. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. (laughs) Couldn't tell you who the first person to say that was, but yeah, I've heard it in a number of forums. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What makes this BYU basketball team fun to watch? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Laser Sheep. Most of the team isn't afraid to let it fly from anywhere. Hartsock, Emery, Celius, Chapman with 27 seconds on the shot clock. Oh, it is high intensity. Coming up, former BYU basketball star and current comedian Mark Durant. But first, our dual threat analyst of college hoops and football, Blaine Fowler. Where does Kyle Collinsworth belong in the discussion of BYU basketball all BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. We are live on BYU TV as well. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. And join BYU Sports Nation this Saturday for a spring spring special on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to have highlights from Saturday's football scrimmage. Plus, we're going to bring you interviews with players and coaches, including the big man himself, head coach Kalani Satake. What makes this 
BYU basketball team fun to watch. That is our Twitter conversation today. At CarterJA92 says the fast pace, the quick threes, the fast break dunks, the triple doubles, the spirited defensive effort. Shall I go on? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Well said. Plenty to enjoy with this BYU basketball team. And with that said, we welcome in Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our dual threat analyst of college basketball and college football. Blaine, we'll start with our Twitter question and BYU basketball. What makes this team to you fun to watch? It's kind of their unpredictability. It's, right? It's totally fair. I don't, I don't know what to expect from them, so I have, to, I have to watch every game. Are they going to go out and score 106 and just knock everything down? Or are they going to do what they did up at Gonzaga? And, and grind one out where the big guys play well and they play great defense. Um, I, I, th- I think some of it's the unpredictability and the potential they have when they're knocking down shots that they can beat anyone, and I mean anybody. If you get all three of, of their guard line knocking down shots on the same night, so we're, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about Celius playing well, we're talking about Chase Fisher playing well. Um, you know, if, if, if you get – and then those guys have been a little bit up and down. If you get both – if you get Celius and Fisher both knocking down shots, and then Emery, he's been fairly consistent, but he's had some off nights. If all three of those guys are hitting shots, they can beat anybody, and I mean anybody. I don't care if it's a one seed in the NCAA tournament. They can beat anybody. And that intrigue, knowing – that when they're hitting shots, they can do that. It makes them really fun to watch. you got to tune in and see if they're on that night. Okay, with that said then, two-part question. What are your expectations for BYU in the NIT Final Four next week? But also, are your expectations greater now than they were before the NIT started? I think they're a little bit... With the way Zach Selyus has played in this tournament that gives me more confidence that they can go win this thing. Because you remember when he, when he came back um, from, from his injury, he wasn't quite the same guy he was before. I, I thought he was remarkably confident and effective for a freshman in the first part of the season. Then he's out for a little bit, and he comes back, and he just didn't quite have that mojo going. He's kind of a little bit up and down. I feel like he is back. And when he's back, that's just one more headache for opposing teams to worry about because now Chase Fisher can be off and BYU can still go out and light it up. Or, or you know, if they have two of those guys going, they're going. And, and for Celius, it was a little bit of time when he was trying to get back and really wasn't quite there. With him there right now, um, I feel like they have a shot to win this thing. I, I like their matchup against Valpo. Um, and and I I think they get to the final. Wouldn't it be so fun to have them play the Aztecs in the final? Oh I'll my goodness! Great. Please, can yeah. we please do that? Okay. I want, Brenda keeps saying to me, "Let's just go. Let's just go back. Just schedule yourself <laughs> back." Because my office, my office for my regular work is back there. She's like, let's just schedule it back and just go. Like, what if they're playing the Aztecs on Thursday? That would be so fun. And you're a New York guy, Blaine. I know, but my problem is we would do it like I absolutely would do it, but it's it's alumni day uh, at BYU football practice on Friday next week. And so I'm so confident they get to the finals, I know that I'm going to have a huge uh, conflict. So I'm going to get back there. We'll go to the Tuesday game. They're going to beat Valpo. San Diego State's going to beat George Washington. And now we're going to go, 
Damn, we need to stay for Thursday night, but I need to be back on Friday. I just can't have that much conflict in my life, so we're probably going to stay at home and watch it on TV. Wayne Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking BYU basketball right now. You mentioned that you like the matchup against Valparaiso. Why do you like BYU's matchup against the number one seed Valpo, who is a team that a lot of people thought should have gotten into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, you know what? They probably shouldn't have, but so should have BYU. I, you know, when you when you listen to Mark Few talk about. Um, you know his team and where he thought BYU was. BYU's as good as, as most of the teams in that in that NCAA tournament, as is San Diego State. Uh, maybe the Pac-12 is overvalued this year, and maybe the Mountain West and the WAC were undervalued. The Horizon maybe a little undervalued. Uh, so yeah, they, they were the one seed in this. But I like the fact that they rely so much on Alec Peters. Uh, to, to bring them the scoring. And BYU's done a pretty good job when you have one guy of uh, being able to really work hard on that one guy and shut him down. Uh, they only have two guys that average in double figures. Keith Carter averages 10.3, but Alec Peters is at over 18 points a game, a really, really skilled big guy at 6'9", 230 that can step out and shoot threes. And, um, and so I, I believe BYU can match up with him and shut him down. Um, Valpo is a good defensive team. You look what they did in the St. Mary's game. Played extremely well in that basketball game defensively. But I just think BYU in the bright lights of Madison Square Garden is going to come out and shoot it well. And, you know, we already said this at the beginning. If they're shooting it well, it doesn't matter whether it's Valpo, San Diego State, or Duke. Uh, BYU's got a chance to win the game. So I, I like this one. With what Kyle Collinsworth did the other night against Creighton, you know his his Michael Jordan flu game uh, that every every athlete you know seems to have at one point in their career is kind of added to um, everybody's appreciation for Kyle Collinsworth. So, Bland, we'll ask you, where do you think Kyle Collinsworth belongs in the discussion of all time great basketball players at BYU? Well, I don't know how you don't put him. He's got to be in the top ten, and, and, and here's why. And everybody says, well, is he going to be able to play in the NBA? I don't, I don't know. His shots, he's going to have to continue to work on a shot. He's going to have to make free throws. But the impact that he has had on the college basketball games that he plays in, every time I broadcast a BYU game and talk to the opposing coach before the game, they all say, well, we just don't know what to do with Kyle Collinsworth. He gets wherever he wants on the floor. We can't stop him from getting in the paint. And then when we, when we collapse our defense to stop him from getting wherever he wants in the paint, then he kicks the ball out and he hits wide-open jump shooters, and they're good jump shooters. We just don't know what to do with him. He, he's, a, he's a matchup nightmare for opposing coaches, as good as a good, as good a matchup nightmare as BYU's ever had. And so you, you, you've got to put him up there. And his record for triple-doubles speaks for itself. He's not just in BYU's record books. He's in the all-time NCAA record books, and it's going to be a long, long time, if ever, that somebody comes and breaks that triple-double record. Good stuff on the basketball side with Blaine Fowler, our dual-threat analyst on BYU TV. Follow him at bfowler16 on the Twitter machine. Now to football, Blaine. What was your reaction to new BYU head football coach Kalani Satake jamming out in the BYU student section during the NIT home games? It, it, it just verifies to me everything that I thought about Kalani Satake. Uh, he, he's a passionate guy. But he's a BYU guy. I remember Kalani coming to practice when I was playing, when he was just a kid, and his dad Tom being a huge BYU supporter and being around. So, so this is Kalani's a guy that grew up on BYU football, and even though he went 
away from BYU to cut his teeth and to learn the game and to learn from great people. He learned a lot of good things with his experience at Utah and with Gary Anderson up at Oregon State that he brings back here. But in the end, what he is is he is one of the great BYU fans that's grown up, learned his craft, and has come back home. And that just that just makes it solid. He is he is BYU fan number one, which I love. Isn't that nice to have the head football coach that has grown up with this university as a big part of his life and is a huge fan? Uh, yes, he's please. Right <laughs> his, he's right in his element there. And and how if if, if you're the students. How do you not just love that guy? How do you not go out and support that football team next next fall? And how, if you're all the other coaches, I mean, he's showing up at volleyball games. He's going to baseball games. He's a huge fan. Well, how do you not, in return, be a fan of his program? I, I think he's going to bring a lot of the programs together and a lot of the coaches together with that kind of mentality, and I think he's going to get that student section to rally around this football team like it never has. Blaine, when we found out that Taysom Hill was coming back, one of the biggest questions in regards to spring was, well, how much is he going to do? Well, we found out that he is going to participate in Saturday's uh, football scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. How much do you expect to see Taysom in the scrimmage on Saturday? I don't think a lot. I think he's going to make a cameo. I think it's going to be like, um, like well, it's going to be like it was when I was a freshman and Jim McMahon was a senior. So so Jim had already broken, I don't know how many NCAA records, some ridiculous amount of NCAA records as a junior. In fact, he's going into his senior year, and he's on the cover of the NCAA record book. He has a year left to play, and he's already on the cover <laughs> of the record book. So, so I just remember in practice, like early in the season, the first day, I think it was the first day we had pads on, somebody from the defensive line ran like within 10 feet of him. And every coach on the staff freaked out. Like, what are you doing? Don't go by him. Did you breathe on him? If you breathe on him, you're going to get kicked out of practice. Uh, and, and I thought, okay, well, I see where Jim stands. And they put me in and let him just drill me right in the face. I was like, okay, I'm here, way down here. Here's Jim, way up here. <laughs> don't, don't breathe on Jim, but smack Blaine in the face. That's okay. And, and so, so I think that it's going to be just like that. For, wherever he is, everybody's going to know, do not go anywhere near that guy. I think it's just for him to be out there to get a little bit of timing to show the to show the fan base that yep he is progressing he's way ahead of schedule to have him throw some balls around really that that's all it's going to be why risk him getting hurt at all um, but I do think it's great morale for the team and it's great morale for the fans to see him out there because he is way ahead of schedule. Only two days until BYU takes the field at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the spring game. But let's remind Blaine and everyone else watching and listening, how many days until perhaps Taysom Hill takes the field against the Arizona Wildcats? Countdown to the Wildcats. 163. Blaine, are you a proponent of the countdown? Or are you on Team Jeremy and you want to veto the daily rundown? Why does Jeremy want to be a killjoy? That's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> So, and, and I think it's very appropriate that we have this discussion when he's not there so we can have it behind his back, right? <laughs> I love it when we talk about things back. and they're not here to defend themselves. Yeah, exactly. But why not have it? Why does he want to not have that? Come on. <laughs> you, you realize that when uh, – I, I think it was when uh, um, Urban was up at the university, up at the U, that he had a countdown clock in the weight room that was a countdown to BYU. So, wow. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, and so so that's that tells you you know you want to get ready for a big game. You have a countdown to it. Is, is the opener with a new coaching staff not a big game? 
I don't, I don't care who it's against. I don't care if it's Bo Diddley Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Nicely played. You, 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 you got to count it down. So I'm on board with you, man. I'm on board with you. Blaine, great to have you, man. We look forward to having you in studio next time you can get down here. You know what? I'm officially moved down. This is just a crazy week because we barely just moved down. There's boxes everywhere. When I get settled in next week, I'm there with you guys. You got it, brother. Blaine Fowler, thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, <clears throat> excuse me, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Always entertaining. Bo Diddley tech reference, yes. Going right back to 1984. Brian lo- Gumble. <laughs> I love when he just drops Jim McMahon. Like just Jim McMahon was on the team. Such a great era for BYU football. Blaine played with Jim McMahon and Steve Young and Robbie Bosco and won a national championship. I'd say he had a pretty good run. <laughs> You know what's had a good run at BYU? On the basketball court, Mark Durant. He joins us next. What does he think about Kyle Collinsworth's legacy? Welcome back, sports friends, on a Thursday. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcasting on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Everywhere. Baseball begins a three-game series against LMU tonight at Miller Park. First pitch is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Tomorrow's game, by the way, has been moved. Just to remind you about that, due to some weather concerns, it will now begin at 5 Eastern time also on BYU TV. Refreshing the rest of today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. NIT Final Four game time has been announced. The Cougars tip off against number 1 seed Valparaiso Tuesday 7 Eastern from Madison Square Garden. BYU Sports Nation will have an all-access special pregame show with live hits from Madison Square Garden Tuesday beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern. We will also do a post-game report immediately following the game on ESPN. As we just mentioned, the baseball team hosting LMU tonight. It's the first of three games at Miller Park. Mike Rucker will take the mound for the Cougars. First pitch, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. He's trying to go 5-0 and as a starter. Three different BYU swimmers, Jake Taylor, Peyton Sorensen, and Kevin Dreesen, begin competition at the NCAA Championships today in Atlanta. Good luck, fellas. And Jimmer Fredette and the Westchester Knicks of the D-League hit the court tonight hosting the Raptors. Raptors 9.05. Game time will be at 7 Eastern. Our second guest of the day and joining us again on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the always great Mark Durant, former BYU basketball star and current BYU radio basketball analyst. Mark, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be on with you, brethren. Hey, I, I heard that you said, and I conveniently wasn't here last time when you said this, that it wasn't really that big of a deal if I was gone as a co-host, but that if Jerem was gone, it was a really big deal. So we're bringing you on, and you have an opportunity to now apologize to me in front of the national public. <laughs> not only am I not going to apologize, <laughs> but in the spirit of uh, my hero, Donald Trump, I'm going to double down on what I said and say... <laughs> You're ugly. You're, you're a liar. Your hands are tiny. You've got minuscule hands. You're a huge, huge loser. You're a very slow runner. One of the slowest runners uh, I've ever seen. You have a you have a bad brain. Uh, your words are not the best words. And we all know that Jerem is is like Melania. He's gorgeous, uh, vivacious, uh, wow, charming, and, and so I'm. I'm, I'm going to stick with what I said, but that's not to say that I don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that certainly uh, wasn't what I expected it to be. <laughs> Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, doubling down on his comments that Jerem is a big deal and I am not. Okay, you know what? Whatever. I appreciate that, and I love you regardless. Now, the thought of you in uh, New York City, Mark, has quite the tone of awesomeness and a ton of possibilities. So what, what's on your agenda other than BYU basketball in the Big Apple? Well, you know, some of us radio guys have have real life jobs, uh, <laughs> unlike some people that I won't mention, Greg Rubel. <clears throat> so I, uh, my law firm, Dorsey and Whitney, actually has a an office in Manhattan. So I'm going to work a couple days, but I'm going to bring my son Jordan, and uh, we're going to make a vacation out of it. I, like, I always like to bring one of my kids on these trips, and it's a great opportunity. So we're going to see the sites, stay a couple days, do do all that kind of stuff. So as some some of the things that I normally would do, the crazy stuff, you know, that I'm not so uh, well known for, I'm going to have to curtail a little <laughs> bit with my son with me. But no, I took my son George the last time we went uh, back there for the NIT. It was just an amazing trip, and once in a lifetime opportunity. So we're going to make the most of it. And hopefully, uh, BYU can win a couple games, and we can enjoy that side of it as well. Mark, how has your opinion of BYU and the NIT changed now that they have advanced to the Final Four in New York? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you guys know, I mean, it's the NIT, and we all get that, and it's not not anywhere that BYU wanted to be, but but they're here now, and once you're in, an, once you're in a tournament, and and like I've said, you know, imagine this tournament uh, at the beginning of the of the year with this field, and if BYU won that tournament, how excited people would be, and uh, this is a great field, and uh, I don't care what you want to say about the NIT and the NCAA, but if BYU wins this tournament, that's a significant accomplishment. So the fact that they've played very good teams, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. They've they've played good basketball. They've been consistent. They've they've done what they needed to do, fought through to get some wins, and now they're in New York City. That's a big deal. And, and I, I get that it's the NIT, but to, to get to this point, you've played great basketball, and, uh, and it's a big deal to me. It's a big deal to these guys. Uh, young men that are playing to the coaches, and I think it should be for the fans. You don't have to be embarrassed about being in the NIT fans. You have my permission, Mark Durant's permission, <laughs> to be proud about being in the NIT and be excited about this team and the opportunity they have. Mark Durant, former BYU basketball star and radio analyst, joining us on BYU Sports Nation right now. He's headed to New York City to cover BYU in the NIT Final Four at Madison Square Garden. That game next Tuesday, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. We've asked our BYU Sports Nation fans today, what makes this BYU team most fun to watch right now? We have referenced that this is the team that scored the most points of any individual season, over 3,000. They've made the most three-pointers. They have a guy that has 12 triple-doubles. For you, Mark, what's the most fun thing to watch about this BYU basketball team? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to n- nail it down to one thing. I, I think watching these young freshmen, uh, Nick Emery and Zach Selyus, is a blast to watch. I mean, we're, we're watching Nick Emery. He's doing things that no other freshman has ever done except maybe Danny Ainge. So he's one of the all-time great freshmen. And Zach is Mr. Clutch. I mean, he's never met a clutch shot that he didn't like. And watching him play is a lot of fun. Then you got one of the best three-point shooters ever at BYU and Chase Fisher. Then you got a guy in Kyle Collinsworth doing what no one has ever done in the, in the entire game of college basketball and its entire history. Uh, and, they, and then they score a lot of points. And uh, it, it's just a fun style of basketball t- 
initially to begin with, but uh, I think the personalities are, are fun to watch. Chase is a, a riot. He's he's an interesting guy, and, uh, and I mean it's 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 a neat group. And you got Nate Austin, workman like type guy that reminds me of myself. You know, I wasn't much of a scorer, but I you know I tried to work hard and get rebounds, and so I have an affinity for him. And he's such a great person. That's one of the great things, and you guys know this about you know about doing the jobs that we do is we get to associate with these uh, young men and the coaches and they're they're great so you get really invested in them and you want to see them be successful and and it's nice to see them getting some success and having some recognition mark since we've spent most of the show discussing living in the now and not looking forward I'm going to completely throw that on its ear and ask you (laughs) what the possibility of a BYU San Diego State matchup means to you well, I mean, obviously, long, long history. Uh, watching my brother uh, play against those guys back in the early '80s, Michael Cage. Uh, I mean, these guys before either one of you were born. But uh, oh, then, no. and then uh, playing, playing against them, uh, they weren't that great uh, when I played that about that time. But they, you know, they they got us once or twice, and that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, watching them over the years, they've they've turned into a, just an amazing program. But the thing that any, anytime I think of San Diego State, I always go to that last game uh, at uh, Viejas and uh, with Jimmer, and that amazing year, and uh, they were in the top five, BYU's top five team, and I can just re- remember Kawhi Leonard, maybe the best player, one of the best players in the NBA, and, and two other San Diego State guys meeting Jimmer at half court, triple teaming him to try and stop him, and they couldn't do it. Um, that was that was an amazing win, a lot of fun, and uh, so I, I've got that good memory going into that possible championship game and, and that, anytime you have a chance you know they did get to play in Maui uh, last year but uh, anytime you get a chance to play an old rival like that it makes it extra special so that that would be fun but I tell you what I I watched that Valpo St. Mary's game and they look pretty good so BYU's certainly got their hands uh, full dealing with Valpo. Mark let's finish with uh, Kyle Collinsworth and the individual discussion surrounding him we just asked Blaine Fowler where does he belong in the discussion of all-time great basketball players at BYU? And I definitely want your opinion on that as well. Well, I never, I didn't hear what Blaine said, so I'm, I'm hesitant to answer that because I always want to agree with Blaine Fowler. <laughs> it's a smart, it's a smart way to live your life, Mark. <laughs> But I'd say he's definitely in the top five. And now, now people put such an emphasis on scoring, and rightly so. I mean, that's a big, big deal. But he, he leads the, uh, he has the record for rebounds and assists, and he's up there in steals, and you know, he's a top ten type scorer. Uh, for for one guy to do all that, he's definitely in my top five. He's just a, an unreal athlete, the likes of which I don't know we've ever seen at BYU. Uh, yeah, if only if only he could shoot a little bit better, there would be no discussion. He may be uh, he may, may surpass Jimmer for and Danny for for the greatest player. But all around athlete player, no question to me, he's in the top five. Mark, great stuff, man. We wish you safe travels to New York City, and uh, we always appreciate you taking some time for BYU Sports Nation. A- anytime, guys, and uh, Spencer. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too, man. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Oh, he called my hand small, and he said I was a really slow runner, which has some validity to it. That's well documented on this show. But see, once he tore you down, at the very end, he built you up. (laughs) That's how you do it. Doubling down. (laughs) 
Like Donald Trump. <laughs> he just said Donald Trump. Spencer was Melania. Ah. <laughs> we play Big Deal, No Deal up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard, a Superman guy, live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU SN Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I just wanted to flex on camera just to see what it looked like. Well, mission accomplished. Camera adds 10 pounds and 10 inches to your muscles. There we go. That's nothing nothing wrong with with that. Brian Logan right there. (laughs) BYU Hoops, they're on their way to New York City for the NIT Final Four, and BYU TV Sports is going with them. Join BYU Sports Nation for a special NIT Final Four pregame show on Tuesday at 6 Eastern Time as we get you ready for BYU versus Valpo. Anson Winder will join Spencer and Jerem right here in Studio B, and Dave McCann will be live at Madison Square Garden. That's the BYU Sports Nation NIT pregame show Tuesday at 6 Eastern right here on BYU TV. If some of that is good, more is better. Not only will we have a pregame show, but we will have a postgame show on BYU TV as well, immediately following the game on ESPN. Switch back over to BYU TV for the NIT postgame all next Tuesday night. Our Twitter question, What makes this BYU basketball team fun to watch? At Twiggy or Stone says the ability to go on fast-paced scoring runs. The other team doesn't know what hit them. Ask Creighton about that. Ask Virginia Tech about that and UAB. It is bonkers when they're going. Ask every opponent that's faced going. Goodness. All right, time to play big deal, no deal. Big deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU advancing to the NIT Final Four. Jason Shepard, you do the honors. Yes, it's a big deal, and I will keep harping on this. Any opportunity to see more of your team play is a big deal. There's no negative to this whatsoever. So absolutely, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. As we documented with our stat of the day, by the time BYU tips off next Tuesday, there will be 16 Division I college basketball teams still playing. The other 336 don't even have an option. Enjoy the moment. It's a big deal, number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU scoring 40 points in the paint against Creighton. It was a big deal in the game. Overall, I will say it's not a big deal because we haven't seen it enough. I mean, it was great for that game because it, it was one of the reasons BYU was able to win. But, but overall, it, I will say no deal on that one. Okay, I say, yeah, I'm with you. No deal. They won the game. Find a way to win the game. I don't care how you do it. If you make 15 three-pointers as a team, awesome. And that's the way you do it? Great. If you score 40 points in the paint, great. BYU just shows the ability to score in multiple ways. Again, why you should enjoy this team. Because you never know what you're going to get. Like Blaine Fowler said, you can't predict what this team is going to do. And that is part of what makes this team so much fun. So no deal for me. Just find a way to win. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill expected to participate in Saturday's spring scrimmage. You take this one. Oh, anytime we mention the name Taysom Hill, <laughs> automatically people are like, oh, it's a big deal. And I am one of the biggest proponents of Taysom Hill. But I, I, 
I know that he heals like a beast. And those are the words Speaking of, of Superman. Chad Lewis, <laughs> specifically. He heals like a beast, and I agree. So I expected him to do some stuff in the spring game. So I, for me, eh, you know, it's no deal because I anticipated that he would be doing something in the spring game. It'll be awesome to see number four on the field again. So that in and of itself is a big deal. But in terms of like, oh, he's going to play? I thought he would. Because he's Taysom Hill, so no deal for me. See, I'm going to say big deal, and I'm going to use some of your rationale, but take it one step further. Like you, I, I expected him to be well enough or to push the envelope enough that he was going to be ready to go because of his freakishly, you know, freakish healing abilities. I'm surprised. I think it's a big deal because I didn't think the coaching staff would let him. I thought the coaching staff, and granted, they're not going to have him no out there taking hits. No one will lay a finger on him. Yeah. And if you do, that finger will be broken very quickly. Yeah, you might as well just take your stuff and just leave the stadium <laughs> if you hit Taysom. Scholarship revoked! <laughs> but I think it's a big deal because the coaching staff obviously feels he's at a point where they're comfortable enough letting him at least go out there. I think that's a big deal. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Baseball being ranked in the top 30 for the second straight week. All right, and for the second straight topic here in Big Deal, No Deal, I'm going to say no deal, and I'm going to side with Mike Littlewood. I asked him straight up, how much does it mean to you to be ranked nationally? How much stock do you put in that? And he said, without hesitating, zero. Because BYU has made goals to one, win the West Coast Conference Championship, and two, get to an NCAA regional. The rankings have nothing to do with that. So I'm on board with Mike Little. While it's fun to be ranked and it's cool to be able to say that, I say no deal because it doesn't fall within the team's major goals. And and Coach Littlewood has said that to me as well. The players have all said that, that it, that it doesn't matter. But I, I believe it's a big deal. It's a big deal because it's something that hasn't happened for a very long time. And for the program, I love the fact that it's bringing recognition to what this team is doing. So for that reason, I say big deal. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Batman versus Superman opens tonight. Jason, you have to do this one. You got to do this one first. It's, it's a, it's, is there a, can we call this huge deal, no deal? <laughs> because it's a huge deal. It's, oh. first of all, if it was just a regular Superman sequel to Man of Steel, it would be a big deal. This is Batman versus Superman. We have never seen this before on the silver screen, Spencer. It is a huge deal. And Wonder Woman, Flash, (laughs) Cyborg, Aquaman, they're all in it. You almost swung me on the Flash and Wonder Woman. I almost was going to say. I sold you when I said Wonder Woman. I was almost going to say big deal. (laughs) But here's the thing for me. I saw the Lego Batman trailer this morning, and after that, I was like, who cares about tonight's movie? When does Lego Batman come out? 2017, right? For me, that is the biggest deal, because I love the Lego movie, and the Lego Batman movie will only be that much better. So yeah, Batman, Superman, cool. Not as big a deal as Lego Batman. See the trailer after the show. First try. Big Deal, No Deal, brought to you by Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Twitter question today, what makes this BYU basketball team fun to watch? At Crazy Cook Fanatic says, it's been a wild roller coaster ride. The highs have been more enjoyable because of the lows. And Zach Short shorts. We can't get away from Zach Shorts. The whip hits next, shorts or not.
Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do, Jason? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU's NIT Final Four game time has been announced. They will tip things off against Valparaiso Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. BYU Sports Nation will have a special pre-game show with live hits from MSG Tuesday night beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and then a post-game show immediately following the broadcast on ESPN. Also, BYU signing Yoli Childs named the Deseret News 5A MVP. He's an ESPN Top 50 guy. Next! Baseball! The 27th-ranked BYU baseball team hosting LMU tonight. First game of a three-game WCC series. First pitch, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, live on BYU TV. Friday's game will be at 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain time to avoid potential weather problems. Swimming and diving! Three BYU swimmers, those being Jake Taylor, Peyton Sorensen, and Kevin Dreesen, begin competition at the NCAA Championships today in Atlanta, Georgia. Good luck to the Cougars. Jimmer! Fredette and the Westchester Knicks hit the court tonight, hosting the Raptors 905 game time 7 Eastern. Golf. We clap for this? Nope, only for the PGA. All right, just making sure. (laughs) The men's golf team tees off today at the Goodwin Tournament, the Stanford Golf Course in lovely Palo Alto. Future guests include BYU head basketball coach Dave Rose, Mike Rucker, hoping to go undefeated with BYU baseball, continue that streak as a starting pitcher. Has 4-0 right now. He'll start tonight. And BYU head football coach Kalani Satake after the spring football special. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Mark Durant for just not backing down. I put him on the spot to apologize, and he roasted me. And I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. (laughs) He used those lawyer skills. The man's a lawyer. The man knows how to make an argument. What makes this BYU basketball team fun to watch? That's our Twitter question today. At Stephanie LG says, the fact that we call some players Honey Badger, Dragon, Rex, Eagle, etc. says it all. They're unique and fearless. At Hey Joe Junior 23 says, the fact that we are, go- are one game closer to at Spencer Linton's blue hair. Oh, baby. Oh, Gotta yeah. Gotta win the NIT. Elite tweet of the day. At BYU Teddy Bear 89. Their dragon ability. They can be sleeping one minute and burning D1 villages the next. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Blaine Fowler, Mark Durant, and everybody on the crew. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Devin Durant. We're back to work tomorrow at noon.